0: Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code heard that 15 that's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-15, when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothing, C-O.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, heardthat one at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world? This is the Heard That Podcast with Marisa. I am your host, your girl, your friend around the world, Marisa. And I am so beyond excited to have this guest on with me today, not just because he's my favorite brother on the whole entire planet, but just everything that he has done and how much he's inspired. So many people that are out there. Let me introduce you to Jay Chase. He is an amazing artist. He has emerged out of the capital city, Lansing, Michigan. That is also my hometown. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Yeah. First as a teenager with the local group Black Diamond. He later on from that group became a solo artist, born Joseph Washington. He adopted the Jay Chase moniker as his music career began to take off with release of early mixtapes like Gumbo and Welcome to My Reality. His exposure increased with gigs opening for Big Sean, Bun B, Cardi B, B.O.B. That's a lot of Bs. Juicy
1: yeah. Ch- <laughs>
0: Rich <laughs> Homie Quan, Rich the Kid, Kidding, and other well-known acts. And by 2016, he found additional success with uh, singles like Louder, and she's a monster on MNS Records. He is just an all-around talent, writer, producer, hip-hop artist, legend in my world. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his favorite sister on the planet. Sorry to my other sister, they are another sister, Naomi. But Jay Chase, welcome to the <laughs> Heard That Podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Like I said, right before the introductions, you've done so much for the music community. I don't think a lot of people know what the impact you have made. So let's just go back a little bit and just start off with we grew up in a musical household to begin with. But what is from there? Did you find your inspiration of music? When did you fall in love with music and started taking this path into music for yourself?
2: I fell into just music in general from the household and then also being in school, you know, choir and seeing different acts and then being around you, you know, DC Talk, listening to them and then just going to different concerts and seeing how the crowd reacted to the music. Mm-hmm. I just had a really passion, really big passion for all of every angle of, of the music industry. So. That's when I really just started diving into it. creating my own studio and it just taken off from there after recording myself. You know?
0: I think what's awesome, and I'm still a fan, I think once you hit the stage again, I just hope that you bring back the original members of Black Diamond. Because many people that you know are going to be listening to this podcast are listening currently right now are gonna remember that group back in the day when you and our sister, Naomi, was lead vocalist. And it was such an amazing group and powerful for me and inspiring for me. Not only the talent that y'all brought in the stage presence, but just the writing, the creative writing, the songs that you all had and everything else. When did you find, or where, basically when and where, did you find your passion for the lyrics that you have in, in certain of your songs? And so we'll talk about a few of your songs. But I didn't know that you had such a talent for writing when it comes to your music. Where did that come from?
2: That came from just listening to different music, but also, you know, like yeah, poetry. You know what I'm saying? Our a dad lot of people the poet. Don't know that, but <laughs> dad,
1: dad
2: Dad was a poet. I just remember when was it? It was high school. I ended up writing a, a poem about judgment. Now I don't even remember it, but when I did like some death jam poetry, that's when I really found like expressing myself with lyrics. Like mm-hmm. really, it made me feel a release. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's probably the best word for that. Like that release. I just felt at peace. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their thing that makes them feel you know some type of release or peace or fulfilling in. And writing lyrics
1: was one of the things that really did that for me.
0: Kind of like a song diary, where you can can express your thoughts and your feelings and your passions all on paper. And Mm -hmm. you see that come across as well. And I think that you do so good at that. and You're very well at that because it comes across in all your music. Who were your musical influencers on your way to the path that you had of music?
2: Starting off, it was always T.I., Ludacris, and Twisted. Those are my three favorite artists of all time. You know, every time they did something, I was listening to it. And then I find passion in everything. So uh, later on, it was Big Sean, J. Cole, some Drake, Janae Aiko. A lot of those artists really just... And more so because once you realize talent, and I've known all of these artists long before the last few that I mentioned, long before they blew up. I was listening to them when they first started. So just being able to see what talent I thought was really going to be the next thing. Mm -hmm. And then it actually became something. It was kind of like, it was a little fulfilling because it just let me know, like, yeah, you got to hear from music. Mm -hmm.
0: So you becoming a from the Black Diamond group and you becoming a solo artist. And once your music and your mixtapes and everything took off, Who was the first well-known artist that did reach out to you?
2: The very first well known artist that I reached out to
0: that said, Hey, you know, I love your music, or, you know,
2: man, yeah,
1: I'm trying because you've had so
0: many. I mean, like yeah. the, in the intro itself of who you know, either you connected with or opened up for all that, like it just blows my mind. The the list right. of people that you did er- connect with,
2: I want to say, probably the very first one that heard my music is <laughs> probably a beat. I want to oh, say, wow. I was okay. Like 'Cause a lot of people don't know with the process when you get booked for shows, hear the music.
1: Right. They gotta, right. Like
2: they gotta give you that grading pass, like, you
1: know, okay, mm-hmm.
2: this person is good or yeah, he can open up for me at this show. So it's not just like, Oh, you're dope, let me stick you on the show. It's it's a lot of politicking and a lot of networking and then also looking at your music that plays a part into it.
0: Yeah.
2: So I say B. O. B. was probably the first one.
0: And how did you feel when he heard your music and like you said, they gave the nod to, you know, okay, this guy's really got something. He's got a big talent and everything. Like, how did you feel as an artist, you know, hearing that? And then how did you feel as an artist where you were basically through the connections, like, and this is a two-part question. how did you feel when you got that feedback from him and when you opened up uh, for various artists that ended up finding out who you are, who you are as an
1: artist? Mm-hmm.
2: It felt fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, to see that somebody who I respected loved my music and respected me as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the other part of your question?
0: I was saying, when you opened up for these artists, like some of the ones you did open up, your opening gigs, yeah. how did you feel opening up for them? The list that I talked about in the introduction, who was your favorite person to open up for and why?
2: Okay. Favorite person to open up for? I gotta say, my favorite person to open up for, honestly, I gotta say, probably Cardi B. And nice. the reason why I say Cardi B is because even I didn't get to connect with her that show, but mm-hmm. your prior, oh, I was okay. out in Miami and there was Revolt Conference,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it, you got a chance to connect with all the artists who are up and coming or artists who are already up there. And at that particular time, Cardi B didn't release her hit single that everybody knows her for. She was still, you know, working her way.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: so just being able to connect with her on that level and talk to her a little bit and even get a picture with her, you know, it was nice. And then just that following year, you know what I'm saying? Following year, same state, same city on the same stage. You know what I'm saying? So it's like somewhat kind of irony behind it all, but it was mm-hmm. pretty dope. She's yeah. always been pretty down to earth. You'll know what she's feeling when she talks to
0: you. You see that all on her social media platforms like she will say what she's thinking. You know whether mm-hmm. it is something that people need to hear, that they don't want to hear, she will hit that nerve, she will be talked about. I mean, she'll release something in regards to like her child or music or project or just some general off-the-cuff topic but it will attract the buzz that's the common thing of all of our stuff that is
2: that's one of the things that she said too people don't understand like you have to always be yourself Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying one of the best advice that she's gave me or she's even told the group of us because there's more people there She was like be yourself she was trying to be like everybody else Mm -hmm. And it wasn't working, but the moment she started being herself, that's when she grew into who we know today.
0: I think that's so important on everything, in every level, especially in the music industry. You know, you got to be authentic, because authenticity matters. That person that is looking up to you or following your music and seeing you on your social media platforms, they'll know immediately if you're just putting on a dog and pony show or if you're being your true self. I think that Mm -hmm. is what you're doing with your music and the followers and the fans that you have Tell me any current projects or any music that you're working on. I know that concerts and everything has been put on hold for, you know, since the rise, unfortunately, of this pandemic of March of last year. Has there been anything that you've been working on personally,
2: you know, music-wise that you have released? Music-wise, I'm working on this project called Chapters. We're actually taking our time with this particular project. So Mm -hmm. the songs are done, music is done. So the next thing we're working on is putting the story together for the project Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of things that have happened since the last release from our project so yeah i wanted to make sure with each of these songs like it's telling a story i want you to be able to follow along with the music videos so working on that actually was fortunate enough to be a part of a movie that's coming out soon i'm waiting to see the details they had casted me as one of the main characters for the movie so Nice. I thought that was pretty dope. But other than that, you know, just really trying to hone in on getting these videos together and then work on the marketing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That part of the thing. So you know, that's one of the main things was being an independent artist. You got to make sure you got everything down. You, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you're marketing your music. So many artists around here. Will make a song and just put it on Instagram or wherever SoundCloud, yeah. and think it's just gonna blow. No, you got. There's a lot more tricks to the trade with with the marketing for stuff. So.
0: I I like that you said that because you got so many people and I'm sure that they hit you up all the time in the DMs or texts or comments or on your social media or however they can reach you that are inspiring artists, that are aspiring musicians, that want to get started in this industry, that want to get started in this business. Again, this is the, I think personally, this is the best time to create and to pursue your dreams and pursue your passions. So what would your advice be that to that person that is wanting to start in this business, in this industry, and just go for it? You know, what would be your advice as far as that?
1: My
2: advice is start, you know. A lot of people try to try to put a date on it or try to say when this gets right mm-hmm. or I'll wait until this situation, but no, just start. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's never a right time to start.
0: I think we sometimes, and I did this too, and this is why, you know, I'm so blessed in a way during this time to start this podcast that I did in August was because when my schedule was so full and it was so jam packed, even though that I had this vision board and, you know, I wrote down what I wanted to do and the vision of the podcast and which direction I wanted to go. I always had that mentality. Oh, you know, I wish I could, or, I will start this soon or maybe later. Or I think that people really need to hear what you're saying. Start now more than ever because time is of the essence. You know, you have to value your time and utilize it. Now, especially if you're pursuing a dream like
2: this, absolutely. I mean, you got 24 hours in a day, everybody spends this differently, and that's one thing that you really got to take into account is making sure you're spending your time wisely and making sure another thing too is making sure you are uh, budgeting your money so that you're able to do all the things that you need. That's huge. Do. Yeah, everybody has started off at the ground floor to get to where they're going, whether they're a big artist now or somebody who's up and coming, they all started from the ground floor so the main thing that you need to do is make sure you're managing your time mm-hmm. make sure you're managing your money and once you got those basics down along with starting going to the studio making your record posting on social media when you're in the studio you will grow. it's just about consistency in this game
0: I think I want to go back to one of the projects that you had. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it came right around the time of the unfortunate death of George Floyd. You had a video, you wrote a powerful piece, a song. And I hope that at the end, I'll have you mention where followers can check out your work and your social Mm -hmm. media platforms. Talk a little bit of, like I said, people need to check that out because I think it will be best described from you of the cause of why you did it. Obviously, from this and everything that we saw. All of last year, all different things happening, and you know, to our brothers, our strong brothers, that was just being, I feel, attacked in every way possible. Yeah. You know, talk to the listeners and tell them of that video and that project that you do, that you uh, worked well, on. Well,
2: that particular song is I labeled "A Life of a Black Man," and mm-hmm. um, that between George Floyd, there's uh, Ahmaud Arbery, there's been a lot of situations. It, it weighed on me. And then just to see, like you don't really even have to be doing anything. It's mm-hmm. to lose your life these days you know, from police brutality or, or just from you know wh- whatever the case may be. And so just me seeing those acts, I needed to release. So I, I made the song called "Life of a Black Man," and it's just you know a showcasing what Ahmad Arbery was doing when he was killed. He was jogging. I mean, there's a lot of technicality behind that. Oh, he stopped somewhere. Yeah, he stopped He looked at a house that was being built. But a lot of people looked at the house that was being
1: built. Mm -hmm. And
2: for someone to feel like that was just cause to chase somebody down and gun them down, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then you got people who don't want to even acknowledge it, but it's getting really harder now to not acknowledge the fact that there is a difference when it comes to people who are of color, you know, being Mm -hmm. around. So a lot of people may not feel comfortable or might feel some type of way. It's an issue in this country. and making that song i was hoping to bring some type of light to the situation and hopefully in my way try to spark some type of change and awareness bring Mm -hmm. awareness because man i and even get a little deeper on you because of everything that's been going on and this is how powerful social media is and people won't even know but i just remember i was driving one day and police pulled me over you know what I'm saying? I, I see the lights or whatever. And I kid you not, I don't know why, but I was shaking. <laughs> I was good. Cars paid off. I got my license and registration. My car has insurance, you know, proper tags, everything. But I just started shaking. And I really didn't understand that. And then the police officer was, was a lady. I rolled down my window and she was like, are you okay? Why are you shaking? You know, <laughs> like I don't know. I just want to make it home. You know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking that affected her too, because she's just like, man, if people are really afraid of the police. It's like, yes, you don't know what could set somebody off. You don't know if somebody had a bad day. You don't know what the case. You know what I I'm saying? Right. And so just knowing that anything's a possibility when you get pulled over, it's really deep. You know, mm-hmm. it's somewhat traumatizing for it to affect me, somebody who I stare out of the way and take care of business. Mm-hmm. That screams a lot.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. That is, I, I didn't know that. When you did get home that night, I want to know your thought process. Cause when you got home after all of that, if people that I've talked to, and I've talked to, you know, several black men that had encounters with the police, whether it be, you know, they get pulled over uh for speeding or just getting pulled over for something wrong with her car or a busted taillight or whatever. And having to go through that similarity that you went through, I asked some of them, you know, how did you feel once you stepped foot into your house? And I mean, all across the board, the same answer, you know, given so many ways, but basically the same answers that they gave was they saw their home in a whole different view.
2: Absolutely. like just feeling safe. Like, you know, this is my sanctuary and I'm home. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to worry about anything happening. You know, I'm home, you know. So it's just, you see life differently, you know, because mm-hmm. now you're thinking about like, man, I made it home. Somebody did, you know. Yeah. And it is really baffling to me that situations like this have been going on for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but definitely, definitely felt at peace being at home as soon as I walked through the door and really just try to stay out the way and avoid ever really getting in any type of situation
1: like that again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now that I normally ask this question at the end, but I'm gonna ask you this right now to tie into what you were talking about in this project that again, at the end, we'll talk about your social media platforms where people can follow you and link up and definitely check out your video and hopefully they give some kind of feedback about it. What is your hope for 2021? I mean, we saw so much change, so much, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it, it's unfortunate, but some division that's happened everywhere in in 2020, and not just COVID in this pandemic, but just so many things that just happened and you and me having this conversation and grateful to be alive and grateful to do this podcast and you having you on. What is your hope for 2021? We're getting ready to close out in January. Today happened to be the one-year anniversary of the unfortunate death that happened with Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter, Gigi, and the other people that were aboard. And you just reflect on so much has happened in the past year along with that. What's your hope for 2021 that you want to see happen for yourself or happen for people, happen for the United States of America?
2: Uh, For myself, I want to see more growth, more elevating in life, more health and wealth for my family. You know, for the United States and for the world, I want to see more peace and more understanding and more love for our fellow man, just everybody just coming together. Mm-hmm. you know you don't all you don't have to have the same views as everybody, but you definitely do have to learn how to respect everybody's views. You mm-hmm. know, and just find peace in that. Like 2020 made everybody sit down and
0: everybody was on a big time out.
2: And really like when you're on the sidelines and you just watching life from yeah. home, you really like get to see everything. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, in the midst of that, just having to sit and not do anything, it can make you a little squirrely. Some people before others, but, you know, just, man, like, I just want to see more peace, more understanding, more love and compassion for everyone. And I want to see growth. Like during this time you had to sit down, I hope whoever, I hope you learned something. You know what I'm saying? I took more time to learn about investing, stocks, trying to understand how stuff works, building businesses, learning how every facet of things worked Mm -hmm. while I had to sit down. And that's because you got to start somewhere, you know, and you can never not be learning something.
0: I like that you have taken that journey into investing that you've talked about and you found some passions from that, you know, just taking the time to, you know, study it and look at it and everything else. How did you get involved in investing? Did somebody recommend it to you or you just happened to be scrolling on the internet? I mean, how did that
2: evolve for you? Well, it partially involved with between coming into some more money and, you know, the first thing people want to do is spend it. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to find ways to make my money work for me. So I started YouTubing, mm-hmm. started YouTubing. Uh, some things like my mom
1: and dad have
2: said, it's like Roth IRAs, and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know what I'm saying? And savings. And it's like, all right, Roth IRAs, right, savings. What other ways can I save money other than putting it in the
1: bank? Mm-hmm. And
2: so just researching different things that can be done with their money to help save it and help grow it so it helps you in the future i just started looking on youtube mm. you know watching different videos on real estate and everything really and after that just breaking down and learning you know because you don't really learn a lot of this in school And if you do learn anything it's that the is the sport.
0: truth yeah
2: you learn like a semester or one class yep you know but I feel like they really should be drilling it into you, just like they drill math, science, you know, English, history. Mm-hmm. They should be drilling finances into people on the regular.
0: I agree with that. I think that there shouldn't be such a time where for kids and for you know teens, it's so That you know, that parents wait until they get a certain age, when they get a job, when they get a career, for them to you know to talk about saving money and investing and all that other stuff. I think it's you know it starts now. We're seeing it all on TV. These
2: credit cards and all of that stuff. Yeah.
0: These young kids that are having their businesses and, you know, making beverages or they got t-shirts out or some kind of lines of fashionable things. And they're all like only like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. Yo, I think this, that's fantastic. this world
2: before you used to have to wait till you turn 16, 14, yeah. to get a job, something like that. And now it's like, yo, I I'm can, going to
0: create the job and I'm seven years old.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can literally make a PlayStation account, log on to the app called Twitch. And play video games and make money because people will watch you play a video game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's incredible, right? I just like, find that so amazing.
2: This world has become very limitless to how you can make money and mm-hmm. when you can make money. I mean, you can Uber, it's an app you can turn it on any time of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: gotta make some money. Yeah. You know, just learning how to invest and learning how to leverage your time and honestly, a lot of the videos and a lot of the advice that you hear sometimes comes off as cliche, but it's very important and it, and it can sound very basic, yeah, but you gotta take it to the basics in order to really master some things, and once mm-hmm. you master it, you know you end up growing into this whole a whole new level
0: right you know? right and i you know, I agree with that, yeah, for sure that's I-
2: advice I, I've heard was a blog talked about Warren Buffett and he was mentioning that the best way to invest your money, best basic way to invest your money is index funds. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of people think you got to have like pick all these different stocks, but he's saying index funds are the the easiest way to invest and you get a decent return on your money. I'm not a financial advisor, but this is from somebody who's made millions, billions of dollars. You Trust me, I'm you're saying? dropping
0: hey. all kinds of gems. I'm sure there's going to be people out there that's going to be taking notes and <laughs> and hitting like, you up in the tears like, so how fun. did you, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> like, yeah, Warren Buffett said he had a million dollar bet that he won in. He was like, pick whoever your top financial advisor is and have them do all their stuff. He said an index fund will outdo, outperform any of the best financial advisors that's going to be out here picking stocks. Mm. He won that million dollar bet. So, I mean, if you don't have time to really learn everything about it, you know, that's first base, but Mm -hmm. definitely take some time out to really learn your finances because that's what this whole world revolves around. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like you spend money every day, right? how to save something.
0: There it is. And that's some sound advice. And hopefully the person that won that big jackpot in Novi, Michigan. (laughs) One, I hope they're related to us too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, that they surround themselves with, right, they surround themselves with some wise financial people in their corner. I want to talk about it. Hopefully this business of yours gets on the stock market someday too. It's MNS Records. How did you start that? And the name, MNS. There we go. Yeah.
2: MNS Records, Money Never Sleeps. And the whole thing really is MNS NDI. Money Never Sleeps, and neither do I. And it just stemmed from, like, just, you know, I've always been a hustler. So my sister can attest to this. I can
0: attest
2: to that. Like while working on the music and getting the music out here and doing shows, I also have a regular job that I do you know i go every go 4 days out the week i'm working there then i also have a recording studio i'm running a recording studio and i do videos for people on the side as well and i do some merchandising so there's like they say millionaire has seven different ways they have income so that was my thing finding out which ways i can make money Mm -hmm. and you know and knowing that money never sleeps you make money any time of the day any hour of the day it's always Mm -hmm. moving there's always some type of money or transaction happening you know so that's where that name stemmed from but it also came from working with my business partner Anthony Stewart I believe we're out at a show Mm -hmm. so I was actually opening up for YG in Chicago and after the show I made some money doing that show and everything it's like Two in the morning. We're just sitting there talking. I'm like, yo, we made money at night. You know what I'm saying? We got some money to be made when we get back to Michigan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Money never sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then just thinking about that, I'm like, all right, that's the thing. So ended up growing. You know, that was our little saying when we leave, when we get done with the meeting, which is like, money
1: never sleeps and you can do a lot.
0: I absolutely love it. I love it. So that people can connect with you and follow up on your music. Go ahead and drop all your social. How can you gain new followers, respectable followers? I mean, I'm always going to be a lifelong follower of you, but (laughs) drop them socials on there so that people can connect with you on all your music and new things that you're doing, as well as all these advice on investing. I'm sure that you're going to gain a ton of followers because of some of the stuff that you talked about today as part with investing.
2: Yep. So check this out. You can follow me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram is really my primary one. Facebook, I got a fan page. All of that is, you know, J Chase, and that's the letter U-J-C-H-A-S-E. You know, J Chase. You know, you follow me on there. I got the website, youknowjchase.com, the letter U K N O W J C H A S-E.com. You can follow me on there as well. So, you know, lock in, see this interview, leave a comment, you know, reach out to me. I love to hear from new people and I love having some enlightening conversations. Definitely, definitely love sharing knowledge and, and gaining knowledge,
1: you know. And
2: now, also, thank you to my lovely sister. <laughs> you know, heard that podcast. She's killing it. And I'm very proud of you, sister. You've come a very long way in making your dreams a reality. And I'm so grateful that you had me on your show.
0: You're not going to make me cry on my own show. It's not happening, (laughs) sir. No, not today. But I love you. Big thing, big
2: big thing.
0: Yes, you got to dream big. 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 Always got to dream big. And everything that you want to pursue and do and your goals and your dreams and your passions, you always, always, always have to dream big. And I'm so proud of you, not just for, you know, a big sister, but just, you know, what you're doing, how you're helping people, how you give, how your heart is. It's so amazing. And I'm just forever proud of you. And again, I cannot wait for this pandemic to end because I want concerts back more than ever. I cannot wait for you live are shows.
1: I'm ready to hit the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready I for live shows. Show just like,
2: hey, how's everything going over there, guys? <laughs> I see all my DJ friends; they're DJing to the subs at home on on Facebook Live. I'm like, oh y'all. Let me stay in tell y'all. you
0: something. These DJs and shout out to—I don't know if you've been following if you follow him on the IG or not—but shout out to D Nice. When I tell you the day that I was furloughed is the day that he started his set on. I believe it was St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. I went in one more day, to, you know, the handover keys on March 18th at the job that I was at. But when he did the set, and 100,000 people were following that night. Music definitely had a voice. Like it connects us all. It makes us feel comforted. It makes us feel good. The music set that he was playing and everything else was just absolutely crazy. And shout out to him and every other DJ and artists that have been doing stuff since. DJ Cassidy will pass the mic. DJ MOS, he's been doing this. His wife Kissed the DJ. I've been following her. Just so many amazing just d j chaotic that I hooked up with when he came up to a job that I was at when they were hosting an event with fifty cent I mean music on all things just makes you forget about for the moment either for an hour or two hours of all the crazy that's going on. And I applaud them for utilizing their platforms to do all of that. And I'm so grateful and I'm grateful for you of what you're doing and you're going to do and keep up with these amazing projects. And I look forward as well as everybody else, I know it is going to look forward to so much stuff that you're going to be having and happening this year and beyond. So thank you. Jay Chase, for coming on the Heard That Podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: And thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, to this episode. And as I always, always end the show, take care, stay safe. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Podcast. On Twitter at lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.